If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. This podcast is part of the Robots Radio Rocket Club, a program designed to help all podcasts reach their full potential. For information about joining the Robots Radio Rocket Club, check out robotsradio.net. Welcome to the Final Fantasy Lorecast, a podcast dedicated to the history and lore of the Final Fantasy series. Join us as we take a deep dive into the different worlds, characters, and so much more. Welcome back, Warriors of Light, to the Final Fantasy Lorecast. I am one of your hosts, Ben of Tamaria, and followed with me today are my two other hosts, Steven and Trey. Yo. Hello. And today we actually have a guest host with us, uh, Sharp, who is part of our Discord, who's very active in our chat on Twitch, and thank you for joining us today. Hey, thank you for having me on. And today's episode is the final episode of Season 2, which, of course, has to be a big major summon in the Final Fantasy series. And what another than one of the most major summons, Bahamut. Yeah, the summon. The summon. Yes, so we are going over Bahamut today. So let's get right into it. So Bahamut, sometimes known uh, by his ephelet, the Dragon King, is one of the most prominent summons in the Final Fantasy series. Bahamut has appeared in several installments as well as his own game, Bahamut Lagoon. Uh, he's also appeared in, as an enemy in the Super Mario RPG, Legend of the Seven Stars, with the name of Bahamut, with an extra T at the end. In addition to being the namesake for the Sky Fortress Bahamut in the Final Fantasy XII, Final Fantasy VII series has several species of Bahamut. The Bahamut-like summon called Gun Dragon appears in Final Fantasy Unlimited. So, did you all know that he appeared in Super Mario? I had no idea. Yeah, I have no I idea either. Not... Yeah. I also had to look up that Bahamut Lagoon game, too. I never heard of that, either. I have yeah, not I heard of that, either, before doing this research. And I didn't know he, like, guessed, like, hey, here, here's Bahamut in uh, Super Mario uh, RPG. What? No, but I loved <laughs> that game when I was a kid. Oh, it's a great game. Um, and he did, uh, Bahamut does also appear in a few other, obviously a lot of other side games later down the line, as well as he was a deleted summon from the original Kingdom Hearts. Mm -hmm. Really? Mm -hmm. I didn't know that, yeah. He was originally in Kingdom Hearts, but they scrapped it at the last second. His model and game code is still in the game, so you can summon him through cheat options but if you do it completely crashes the game hmm. because i think it's even not intentional i think even in the original game you can still see his name you just can't use him it's like grayed mm-hmm. out yep well, i'm glad they stuck with simba and genie instead of putting something good <laughs> in there. Thank what, God. A, what a tease to have the name still there but grayed out and just n- no way to access it whatsoever yeah 
Like, can you imagine if we were playing Final Fantasy and it was like Ultima grayed out at the at the bottom and you were just like, oh man, I can't wait till the end of the game when I can finally get to cast this and you just, there's no way to do it. And you're like, oh, I must have missed something. So I go and I look in the strategy. There's just nothing. It's almost like playing the beginning of Final Fantasy IX. It was Ben. <laughs> Why can't I summon anything? Why is everything so expensive, MP? <laughs> um, so his signature attack, Mega Flare, is a great breath of energy concentrated into a beam and fired to opposition, which deals non-elemental magic damage and absorbs ignores defense and evasion mega flare has variations corresponding to different appearances of bahamut including terra terra flare giga flare and extra flare bahamut is one of the iconic summons in the series he is typically considered the strongest among storyline summons and often than not the player must prove their worth in winning against bahamut himself or rarely another storyline boss according to the city of final fantasy museum bahamut's evolution throughout the series means he cannot be classified as just a dragon. I mean, yeah, he's definitely not just a dragon because he even has appearances where he's not a dragon at all. Correct. That is correct. Um, so, now we get to his appearances throughout the series. So, we kick off the original Final Fantasy. So, Bahamut is found underneath the Cardia Islands. He cannot be summoned as there are no summoners, but play plays a minor role by promoting the player's characters into a new job after they acquire the Rat's Tail in the Citadel of Trials. Uh, the new classes are not only stronger, but also enable them, except the Master, to learn additional ma- magic. Most, if not all, can equip more types of equipment. And the class gr- upgrades are Warrior to Knight, Black Mage to Black Wizard, Thief to Ninja, Red Mage to Red Wizard, White Mage to White Wizard, and Monk to Master. I'm very glad immediately. Have... Oh, no, go, go ahead, ahead, Steve. Sorry. I was just going to say, I'm very happy we have Sharp on today since he's played through uh, 1 and 2, and I think 3 recently, right? Or yeah, I'm in the middle three. of 4 now, so yeah. Yeah, so you can actually tell us what's going on in the beginning of these, <laughs> these big <laughs> games that we've, none of us have ever played. Yeah. I mean, for the first one, I mean, it just like it says, like you, uh, you have to go through like uh, I think it was called Citadel or Trial, mm-hmm. and yeah, all you're doing is when you're doing, you're just running through and getting that rat's tail just to prove that you're worthy to Bahamut, and he upgrades your class, and that's it. <laughs> then you never really see him again throughout the whole game. I didn't realize that I had to get the rat's tail for in the, my last playthrough. I play, I played it right before we started this, and. It was a big moment when I got to Bahama because it's cool that you can finally change class- classes and being able to do that in advance. It was, it definitely made Bahamut seem like a big deal. Like you had to go out of your way to find him and he's sitting on this throne. He's a big old dragon. And I, I remember thinking it was a pretty cool presentation wise for the first one. I like, I, I distinctly remember the, you know, going up to Bahama and getting the new classes. yeah um and then we actually skip final fantasy 2 and go straight to final fantasy 3 so bahamut makes his first formal appearance as a summon available to players it is a level 8 summon magic and can be used by the evoker summoner and sage jobs 
Bahamut is first encountered during the game story as a boss and the party must escape from. Later, after attaining the Invincible, the heroes may visit Bahamut's lair to attain the summon. So, his summon's also not, like, not a necessity to get. It's a side summon, essentially. But you do have to encounter him throughout the main story. And just, like, you know, from this game and onwards, Bahamut's not a fun fight. No, he's not really in this one either. I didn't mm-hmm. I didn't go back and get him. I ended up losing to him and just completing the game without him, but it does make it easier to have him. Hmm. He he's that I'm not I'm not I'm not leveling up for that one. I'm just going to go ahead. And, I mean, <laughs> I guess if you can beat the game without him, you don't really need him. Well, 3 is also the one that I did put on the XP boost just to get through it. So that was pretty well leveled by the time I got to the end of the oh, game. Yeah, you were just ready. You were ready to get through that one. <laughs> yeah, I was ready to hit four and above. Yeah, that's fair. So uh, speaking of four, that is where we're going next. So Bahamut is the god of Edelans and lives on the red moon in the lair of the father, awaiting Radia and the party to come and challenge him so Radia could be able to summon him. To be given his challenge, Radia must already be in possession of the Leviathan and Asura. Bahamut has two guards and can take form of children, and he has admitted Radia was the was the first he ever accepted. His summon was a casting time of three, costs sixty MP, ninety nine MP in the three D version. In the easy type version, the casting time was reduced to two. In Lunar Bahamut challenges Kane Highwind during his trial in the Lunar Runes in Final Fantasy IV Advanced and Final Fantasy IV The Completed Collection. Also, Dark Bahamut is an optional boss in the Lunar Subterrain. It sounds like a lot of fun to beat. So you have Dark three Bahamuts. <laughs> So, yeah, and each, actually, each Bahamut does look different from the other, so I will say that. Um, I did look up the images for Bahamut, and I will have to say, Bahamut just looks cool all around throughout the entire series, because either he's a dragon, or he's a dragon-like creature, and it's just epic to see. So... I mean, I think they always take their time to make sure Bahamut looks fantastic. Yeah. Although he he kind of looks like uh, um, Charizard in (laughs) the dark Bahamut. Yeah. Uh, And on here it says it takes form of uh, children. He does that in another game, which I went down to that game, and I don't see it in your notes, but I'll bring it up whenever it pops up when we get to that game. Okay. But I didn't know he did that in 4 either. Well, this just says he, uh, the two guards take the form of children. I don't think... Oh, he does. doesn't. Okay, I misread that. But in a game, he does take the form of a child. Interesting. When we Look get to at, that listen game... Listen to I'll... that professional tease coming from Star. <laughs> yeah. Just well done, sir. Well done. And then now we have Final Fantasy V. So Bahamut is released in the merged world after the tablet from the Pyramid of Moor is attained. His moves in the North Mountain, which the party must climb to fight him at the summit. He becomes a level 5 summon and deals non-elemental damage to all enemies. Bahamut takes 66 MP to summon. That's all we really have in 5. He's he's just like, hey, come defeat me. 
then you attain my power. Yeah, you get him like in the in-game, like because the the merged world that's like mm-hmm. the in-game time for Final Fantasy V, and then he pops up and you're able to go grab him, and it's you you know you, you know he's important because it's the in-game summon that you can go and get, but there's nothing story related really. It's not nearly as fleshed out for Bahamut in five, sadly. Right. And then now Final Fantasy VI, uh, Bahamut is an Esper acquired after defeating Death Gaze in the Falcon. Mega Flare, uh, or Sun Flare in the NES, SNES version, deals non-elemental damage uh, to all opponents. Its spell power is 86, is, un- uh, is unlo- unblockable, and ignores defense. It costs 86 MP to cast. It teaches Flare at the rate of times 2. Bahamut's level up bonus increases the wearer's level up HP by 50%. So, Bahamut's good to have, not just to, you know, have someone to deal massive damage, but also to have a giant boost in health. And you get Flare, which is, like, either one or two, usually, in, in some, as far as magic spells go throughout the games. Mm-hmm. They're, they're really strong in the other games, too, Flare. Oh, yeah. 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 And then, uh, Bahamut can also summon using... Uh, Stelter's slot ability by aligning three dragon symbols. And I'm going to be perfectly honest, I have no idea what that means. <laughs> I have never played sex, so me neither. Uh, I've, I'm not going to guess because if I'm wrong... <laughs> I'm so yeah, it's just like a slot machine. Okay. Oh, it's so like a slot machine? It's like a slot machine. Yeah, it's just like a slot uh, okay. machine. And if you get, you know, if you get the three dragons, you get behind it. Oh, okay, so it's all by chance. Okay, great. Uh, so now we get to Final Fantasy VII. So there are several species of Bahamut, which are referred to as Bahamut strains, Bahamut Neo Bahamut, and Bahamut Zero. Summoning Bahamut Neo Bahamut or Bahamut Zero against Emerald Weapon has an effect on its AI, making it less likely to use Air Tam Storm. All Bahamuts ignore the target's magic defense when calculating damage. And the Bahamut Summon Materia is found on the Temple of the Ancients after defeating the Red Dragon. It costs 100 impede summon and unleashes a magical piercing attack, Mega Flare. Bahamut's spell power is equal to 4.0625 times the base magic damage. So again, you have three Bahamuts. <laughs> I will say Bahamut Zero, that summon, is what got me into Final Fantasy when I first saw it. It's the one with all the wings and he's above the, the earth. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's Bahamut Zero. That's what got me into Final Fantasy when I saw it as a kid. Yeah. I like how they're not ridiculously impossible to obtain either. They're, they're right. pretty standard. Agreed. I bet Hojo had something to do with how there's three different strains. Maybe, Hojo's maybe the real we'll villain that in, in that story. Yeah, maybe probably. We'll that in the rebirth. Yeah. And each Bahamut uses the different flare. So, like, the original Bahamut uses the Mega Flare. Neo Bahamut, I think, is Terra Flare or whatever the order is up from above. I can't remember. But they each, that's the G- flare upgrades with Giga each Flare and then Extra Flare. Yeah, there you go. And then, speaking of the remake, now we have the Final Fantasy VII remake, which, I'm going to be honest, I don't remember having Bahamut in this game. 
I don't either. Um, so Bahamut can be attained through Chadley's combat simulation by defeating him in battle. His description says it was a dragon king revered by the original stewards of the planet, which might allude to the original game where his Matera is found in the Temple of Ancients. Bahamut is so large it can only be summoned in certain battles, mostly against enemy bosses, although he cannot be summoned against himself in VR missions. He'll attack enemies with Flare Breath, Claw Swipe, and Umbral Aura, and left, uh, if left on his turn, the player can expend ATB to command him to use Umbral Inferno and Umbral Strikes, which will do increased damage to his Umbral Aura is active. Once his summon gauge is depleted, he'll unleash his signature Mega Flare, which is the strongest summon ability in the game, r- routinely dealing 9,999 damage. Okay. So he does max damage regardless, period. As he should. Also, yeah, I, I don't remember him either. I don't remember I getting him. I, I know for a fact. I wonder I if that's one of those him. you have to you have to do all the others first because I didn't finish all of I'm Chadley's sure stuff. I, I'm pretty sure you do because I'm pretty sure I did not complete all of Chadley's Because that's how Bahamut goes. Right. Yeah, Were yeah. you? Did you play Remake Sharp? Uh, I own it, but I haven't got through it all. Dang. <laughs> Don't worry. I, you here's, here's my problem. I'm such an Xbox guy. I like get the achievements. So if I play a game that's not achievement worthy, then it's hard for me to get through the whole thing. So hopefully with the whole Square Enix and Xbox thing coming together, they all come over and I'll be a happy guy. I have a PS4, but it sounds like a jet plane. <laughs> that's <laughs> fair. That's fair. <laughs> And then a whisper version of Bahamut is fought at the final segment of the game in chapter 18. Which I also do not remember this either. Because <laughs> it's been happen? <laughs> Because it's been so long since I played and beat uh the seven remake. Um I mean that was I beat this like the game came out during COVID. And I beat the game before the lockdown was lifted. Like that's how long you don't have to explain yourself to us, man. None of us remember it. It's okay. Yeah. Well, Steve, you you have no you have no excuse. You guys probably didn't even get to chapter eighteen. So (laughs) my excuse is I did. I've been playing other games. I beat I beat the entire remake of seven. Now what I'm doing is I'm playing 8, the one we're getting ready to talk about, and I cannot wait to get Bahamut in that one because 8 does a great job of making the summons, the GFs, the summons matter, uh, even if it is crazy convoluted and nobody understands how it works. That's fair. Uh, But yes, Final Fantasy 8. So Bahamut is a guardian force acquired uh, after defeating him in the Deep Sea Research Center. Bahamut's Mega Flare is a non-elemental attack that deals... Uh, damage to all enemies and ignores the target's spirit stat. A late game Guardian Forest, he doesn't learn any junction abilities naturally uh, and is the first Guardian Forest to learn stat plus 60% support abilities. Bahamut allows player to learn an ability that has a junctioner gain HP by walking onto the field and only Guardian Forest to learn auto-protect naturally. He also has the ability to create magic spells of the highest tier. And the Bahamut's triple triad card drops from his boss form. Boy, that so. sounds like those sixty percent stats are going to be so nice. Mm-hmm. And so it's 
what it is, see, um, so in nine, Steve, you know how you learn your abilities from equipment? Uh-huh. In this, you can, uh, your summons learn abilities. So, like, Bahamut can learn HP plus 60%, and then whichever character has Bahamut, like, equipped with them, whichever, they can summon Bahamut, but they also get whatever abilities Bahamut has learned. Okay. So, like, how 10, the summons can learn abilities in there as well. It just doesn't transfer over to the character. I think so. So, so like, in A, the uh, the only character that can have auto-protect naturally is the character that has Bahamut as their GF equipped. And then they can, they can have that as an option um, type thing. Gotcha. I'm telling you, man, it, it's <laughs> once you get into it, it, the system is good. It's a good system. It just, it was not executed very well. Fair enough. That's fair. Um, so at this point, we are going to take a quick mid-break, and we will be right back. All right, welcome to the middle of the show where we talk about everything with the podcast that has nothing to do with the lore of Final Fantasy. And at this point, I do want to thank all of our patrons uh, supporting us on Patreon.com. I appreciate all your support that you do for the show. And if you want to become a patron, you can go to Patreon.com slash Final Fantasy Lorecast to where you can sign up to get ad-free episodes or even join us once a month on the show of topic of your choosing that we can go over. You can also support us in a few other ways as Apple and Spotify. If you leave a five-star review on Apple, we'll read it out loud the next time on the show, as well as a nice comment on an episode on Spotify, which we don't have any today. Um, but if you also want to chat with us and hang out with us, you can get, there's a few other options as well. There is the Robots Radio Discord at robotsradio.net or my own Discord, the Ben and Friends Podcasting, uh, to where you can find this show as well as the other shows that I host, which is the Holocron Histories, the Wizard World Lorecast, and the Witcher Lorecast. Almost Final Fantasy and we're already on this show. <laughs> So you can go find all those shows as well on the Robots Radio Network as well. Um, And we also do live stream these episodes every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on my Twitch channel at twitch.tv slash benoftamaria. And please go follow, get notified when I go live because I am so, so close and getting affiliated. I just need three average viewers when I stream. That's it. So, if you could do that, be awesome. Be very thankful for it. And um, is, it, would, is there anything you guys want to plug in in the mid-break before? Nothing going on with me. Ben's Twitch channel. Go follow it and jump in the chat. Yes. Be like Sharp. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and I appreciate it, Sharp. I truly do. Oh, that's fun. I like having being in there chatting with you guys trying to make you guys laugh while you're on here yes (laughs) (laughs) um 
But at that point, we are going to uh, get back into Bahamut. All right, we are back, and now we have Final Fantasy Nine. I know Steven's favorite game of all time. Ben's favorite game. I I still need to get. I, I <laughs> it need will to get be. <laughs> it will be. So, uh, Bahamut is an Edelon, and one of Dagger's original Edelons is powerful non-elemental dragon summon who plays a role in the story in the first battle of the Ilfa Tree in the Battle of Alexandria. After attaining the Hoda Guard Three, uh, Beatrix gives the uh, gives the garnet to Zidane, which Dagger can use to learn Bahamut as a summon ability for 80 MP. Bahamut's summon attack is Mega Flare. Its spell power is equal to 88 plus the total number of garnets in the pl- party's inventory. Mega Flare inflicts massive non-elemental damage to all enemies. Before Dagger loses her Edelons, it costs 224 MP to summon. But after she requires it, Bahamut's cost 56 MP to summon. Bahamut uh, has a Terror Master card, one off the Edelon Master in Trainer's Card Stadium in the endgame. Yes, if you hate yourself, you can play the, the card the, game. Yeah, the card game during the endgame, too. Well, there's so much better stuff to do. Yeah, if you want to go play the card game, you can. Have you played Nine Sharp? I played the beginning of it. That's when it first came out. Um, well, you're gonna have to, well, to jump back in with this. I think I played most of it, to be honest with you. Now that I think back, uh, yeah, it's on my it's on my list. Beatrix after fifteen, the, after, after 15? fifteen, I'm going to thirteen just to get through that terrible. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> thirteen. Thirteen wasn't thirteen it, wasn't that bad. It was. It just doesn't compare to the golden standard that was set like six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Yeah, but the summons and all that are terrible. Oh yeah, they they <laughs> that was during that was during that time period where everything was trying to be modern and cool and hip, yeah. and it was all about graphics and show. Like it was a dark time for a lot a lot of franchises. But Beatrix in nine is one of my favorite characters, and in Final Fantasy nine, she's like the. Uh, She's basically the knight in charge of uh, I don't even remember the area Alexandria, and she's awesome. Every time you have you run into her, um, we'll talk about her a lot coming up. I'm sure. And then, Steve. oh, what, Stephen? You have something? No, oh, I just Steve knows. Oh, Steve knows. Oh, okay. Yeah. So uh, speaking of ten, that is where we're at next. So Bahamut is an uh, ion and plays a major role into the story. He sleeps in the Breville Temple where summoners can attain him on their pilgrimage. His special attack is Impulse, a non-elemental attack that causes moderate damage to all enemies, and his overdrive is Mega Flare. Bahamut breaks the damage limit automatically. Don't let that fool you because he's a slow plodding summon who's I never use him because he's he's so slow. There's there's always way better summons to use than him in ten. Sure, yeah, he, he hits like a Mack truck, but it's never worked. <laughs> this is also the game that he appears as a child. Oh, oh yeah, you're okay. right. Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah. It's not really him. It's his, what is it? I think it's called a faith representative yeah. of him, but everyone just calls him the Bahamut child. 
Yeah, yeah, it's ghost, the, it's the one that kid. uh you see from the very beginning. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Yeah. I uh, I remembered. I so mean, I, I didn't it, remember. Oh, go ahead, Ben. I was gonna say, is it really a spoiler when Ten came out over a decade ago? Yeah, and it's, it's, a, it's a it's a spoiler. within the first hour of the game too. Like, have you right. finished <laughs> the game right. on? <laughs> right, but you don't know that until the end. You don't realize that. Uh, that's fair. And yeah. So I I didn't re- like I had forgotten, and in my head I was like, when is Bahamut a kid? And then when he when he read Bahamut is an Aeon and plays a major role in the story. I was going to ask, so Ben, what was the major role in the story to see if he remembered, but you already got it out. Uh, but yet, oh, yeah. And I had forgotten, and it's such a great little just little nugget for Final Fantasy X that has so many great things about it that I, I had forgotten all about that until Sharp brought it up, and then you know it kind of jogged my memory when he, they said it was a major role. But just another chef's kiss on... Uh, what was one of the great Final Fantasies? That's true. That's I fair. can talk about that before nine. If if Ben, if he's willing <laughs> to play ten before nine, I'll I'll talk about ten. <laughs> um, and then now we have Final Fantasy eleven. Everyone's so, favorite game. Oh, oh yes, it's everyone's <laughs> favorite. Uh, Bahama is uh, present as a plot based avatar. He is prominent figure in the chains of. Promathia storyline is unavailable to players as a summon. Bahamut is also the name of a server. So this is another summon in 11 that has very little backstory at all. And it's always the biggest one. That's what we talked about. How It's mm-hmm. always like the, the biggest names have the least backstory in 11, which is weird. It is super like weird. 11 was trying to shout out the little ones. Yeah. But- it sure did. Some of the stories that they have for the ones we talked about earlier in the season were like, wow, that's really good. I don't care about this summon, but yeah, that's cool <laughs> that they have this story. And then uh, now we jump to Final Fantasy twelve. So, though not a summon, Bahamut is referenced in one of the airships, the Sky Fortress Bahamut, which serves as the final dungeon. The final boss, the Undying, takes uh, on an appearance similar to Bahamut and uses Bahamut's signature attack, Mega Flare, and Terra Flare, as well as the attack called Giga Flare Sword. So, there you go. And the Undying is like a Bahamut-esque, like, demon-looking thing. He's essentially a demon with dragon-like aspects. Yeah, he looks like Jack Ten at the end of Ten. Mm-hmm. More spoiler alert. Right. And then now we have Final Fantasy Thirteen. So Bahamut is one of the Etros uh, Edelons who appear before Icy to save uh, save them from despair. He becomes an Edelon of Obra Youngfang, who encounters him in the fifth arc. Bahamut uses powerful non-elemental attacks, making him the Edelon with the highest damage dealing potential. Fang's Grestalt Gauge increases by driving up enemies' change gauges, defending against attacks, and inflicting status elements upon enemies. Bahamut's Ghost Mode sees him transform into a flying mechanical wyvern, which Fang can ride. His attacks involve quick dives, lasers, and explosions, accumulating to his, me- to his finisher, Mega Flare. So he's, you know, a robotic wyvern. It's terrible. 
You sure you want to play this game, Shark? <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> um, and now, uh, Ben, that word is lassie. Lassie, lassie. Not icy. Oh, it's a lassie. Oh, yeah. I've been saying it well, wrong 13... this entire time. <laughs> uh, type zero, which I just got done playing, and 13 are in the same universe. So mm. they say that word okay. a ton. Let's see. Okay. That's good to know now. Uh, so we now have uh, 13-2. So Caius Bald uh, can transform into a dark incarnation of Bahamut called Chaos Bahamut and later into a more dragon-like version called Jet Bahamut. In the latter form, Callus gains the ability to transform Amber and Garnet Bahamuts as his support. The pro- promotional po- poster shows Callus atop Chaos Bahamut in Gustral mode. And the white version of Bahamut is summoned by lightning to save Noel and escape Callus's attack while she and Noel ride atop him. Yeah, um... Yeah, it's still weird. <laughs> he looks way cooler. He, he, Chaos he, Bahamut. I'll tell you Chaos right Bahamut now. looks cool, and Jet <laughs> Bahamut looks cool, too. And it's like, okay, it's better than 13. <laughs> yeah. They made up for it. <laughs> Yeah. And then uh, now we have Lightning Returns Final Fantasy 13. So while not being able to use Incarnate Summoning to transform into Chaos Bahamut, Callus can call upon his aid. When Lightning calls for aid in her final battle, the Edelons, including Bahamut, answer her call after Bahamut and the Edelons fade away while the souls depart for the new world. So, yeah. 13. We've talked about these Lightning games a lot. Returns. I have no clue what's happening in 13. We've talked about them at length. Oh, right? So many episodes. That's why I want to play it next. I need to know what's happening here. <laughs> well, you're you're going to play it and you're still not going to know what's happening. And then you're going to go read it a couple times and then you might kind of know for two days. I remember getting through most of the first one and I was still confused. So, But that was a while ago. We're going to try again. That sounds fun. <laughs> But uh, now we jump to 14, uh, and Bahamut is a key figure in the lore of the Final Fantasy 14. In the original Final Fantasy 14 legacy, Bahamut was a primal that emerged from uh, Dolomund uh, during the final finale. Using Terraflare, he begins the Seventh Umbral Era by unleashing his wrath upon the realm which would terraform the land. And the... Final Fantasy fourteen Legacy, that is the 1.0 version of the game, which if you actually go and say you boot up Final Fantasy fourteen for the first time now, they play a trailer and you see Bahamut through that and it's absolutely terrifying and devastating what that creature does in this game. Bahamut yeah, and blows um, everything up. Yeah, he, he essentially nukes the freaking continent that uh, that Eorza is on. It's insane. Isn't that why the reason went, went from that version to the new one? Is that reasoning? Is Bahama destroyed the old world or whatever? It's an, I think yes. I kind of heard. Yeah. So the, the lore reasoning they had when they did the update for Realm Reborn was essentially, yeah, Bahamut essentially nuked the entire land and changed it and terraformed everything. <laughs> Okay. It's like, hey, this is a good way to reboot the game. That completely sucks right now. <laughs> <laughs> so during the events of Realm Reborn, the adventurer is directed to the Binding Coil of Bahamut, where it is revealed that the Elder Prime was being regenerated by the captive dragons of uh, Maricidia, 
uh, within the coil, an incarnation dubbed Bahamut's Prime is fought in the final coil, Bahamut, within the crystal of Bahamut himself. And, um, yeah, I will just say, think, you you know, you watch the trailer and it's like, okay, cool, Bahamut's awesome. And then you do these, like, these raids. Bahamut's the size of almost a planet. He mm. is effing massive. His head is probably the size of a city. I bet it's rewarding when you take him down. Yeah, um, you do get some pretty cool, I think, I remember, I think you get equipment of some sorts of with it. I know you get, like, um, currency to get items based off of him. You do, um, before the final fight where you fight Primal, Prime Bahamut, uh, or Bahamut Prime, you do fight um, Louis Swa, who is the wizard and main character that you, was in the original 1.0 mich- uh, version of the game, and he's in the trailer, and he's the Elzen... Um, white mage in the trailer that like saves everyone from Bahamut's wrath. So he's like kept alive through Bahamut. Bahamut's essentially controlling his dead body to help him regenerate himself. And, but also he used the powers of the, uh, primals or the astrals, or I can't remember what they're called, um, to become the Phoenix. So he becomes the Phoenix primal. And you fight him as the Phoenix before you fight Bahamut Prime, which is really cool. And then uh, with the um, 10th anniversary uh, event they just had recently, if you played that event and uh, did the two quests that are a part of it, you get the Phoenix Mount. And that Phoenix Mount is the Phoenix that you fight in the Biting Coil Bahamut Raids, which is really cool. So, uh, after clearing the level 70 summon jo- summoner job quest in Art for the Living, the adventurer can summon a version of Bahamut called Demi Bahamut, a large, glowing, edgy-like version of Bahamut Prime. In the patch 5.4, Lunar Bahamut was introduced as a primal summon by the Telephorii, uh, and is featured in the 5.5 dungeon Pactheon. Some of these names are, like, out there. Like... <laughs> Star Wars out there. <laughs> and then, in, in addition, the Final Fantasy thirteen trilogy incarnation of Bahamut appears in the Lightning Strikes event as the Aspect of Chaos. Wind Up Bahamut is a minion uh, the players can acquire. And just for y'all to be aware, the thirteen trilogy questline is non-existent in the game anymore they archived that they, they are not bringing that back but you can buy all the stuff that you got from that event on the final fantasy 14 online store of for course. the game so please tell me wind up bahamut is like a toy bahamut so wind up is just like a little minute min, uh minion that follows you around it's just overt like it doesn't look like a toy they just called them wind up I don't know why they called him Wind Up, honestly. All the minions have, like, Wind Up in their name. That's a missed opportunity to have a little Wind Up thing behind his back. <laughs> right? right? <laughs> <laughs> now, some of them do. Some of them do. Just not, like, all of them. I'm trying to Google it to see. Yeah, it won't show up. Show me just me. And then... Just give me all this other stuff. <laughs> 
So now we have 15, which, uh, you know, Steven can give us a little more insight on since he recently beat 15. Uh, Sharp is playing at the moment, too. Oh, there we go. I mean, I've I've beaten it. This is my second playthrough. Yeah, that's what I just did, too. Just as a refresher. So Bahamut is an astral god in the world of Eos, depicted as a male humanoid in dark draconian armor whose wings are made of swords. Bahamut is said to have picked the first oracle from the land of Tenebrae, uh, given them their traditional trident and the powers that are passed through the bloodline. Likewise, Bahamut is said to be given the crystal to the king of Lucis, and thus would be the originator of the magical powers the Lucius Callum lineage wields. Unlike other astrals, Bahamut can only be summoned during this specific stroke with the boss encounter. He uses Ultima Sword, an attack that causes several massive blades to rain down on the enemy. In later update, he appears as part of the cutscene where all five astrals aid the protagonist during their approach to the final battle. In the multiplayer expansion Comrades, Bahamut acts as the final boss. And then Bahamut is the main antagonist in the Final Fantasy XIV The Dawn of the Future, the novelization of the cancelled second season of DLC. This is actually my favorite iteration of him, like visually wise. Because he's not he's and not a dragon. Here's he's also there's also a um crossover they did where Bahamut does this bah- version of Bahamut does appear in Assassin's Creed Origins. What? Yes, they they did a um, little cross. They did a crossover event with Assassin's Creed. So in Final Fantasy fifteen, you can do the Assassin Festival and get like gear yeah. and outfits based on Assassin's Creed. And then in Origins, you can do a special uh, side quest where you encounter, uh, you see, uh, you unlock this tomb in Egypt and and over in Giza. I think it's in Giza. And essentially you there's a cutscene that follows to where Arden just comes out of nowhere. And I was like, okay, what the heck? Interesting. And then Bahamut shows up out of nowhere and like teleports him back up, flies in the sky and disappears and then leaves the engine sword uh for bike. Cool. It's a really that makes cool, way more sense. It's a really around in a, Right. Go ahead. No, it's a really cool cutscene. I will say, like you see Bahamut in all his full glory and everything. It's really cool, but it's just like the weirdest thing to have. It's like, and, and it's super weird when they do these crossovers in Assassin's Creed. It's like this is high fantasy mixed with sci-fi history. Well, you get the outfit in in fifteen, and as soon as I saw it, because it just comes with the the royal edition now, right? I first pull it up, I was like, I uh, know. see i had the opposite i put it right on but i didn't yeah but i didn't did we have it from the beginning because i don't remember seeing it from the no uh it just popped up they um so when 15 was still an ongoing game and when origins dropped uh, a little bit after origins was released they did the crossover where um in game, if you were connecting to the internet, the Assassin Festival was going on, and um, I can't remember what city. It's like one of the first major cities you go to. Oh, it was Stalin. Yeah, and um, you do the Assassin's Festival there and everything, and there's like special side quests, and you can do like assassinations as uh, Noctis and in, in the outfit and everything with the hidden mm-hmm. blade and all that. Yeah, but I just like all of a sudden it just popped into my inventory. Mm-hmm. I have no idea where it came from. Yeah, after I didn't um, even do any. Well, I didn't do any of those series or anything. It just 
was there. Once yeah, the, there. I believe once the Royal Edition was released, or well after the game was like done, like they were stopped doing the on, um, ongoing content stuff, they immediately put it in everybody's inventory. Here, you can access all this content now for free <laughs> and not have to worry about online services. Yeah, they got me out of knocked us out of my chocobo outfit. <laughs> there you go and then we now have 16 so Bahamut is a light aspected icon whose dominant is uh, is it Dion or Dion Dion, Dion. Uh, Lesage uh, of San Sambrek mm-hmm. uh, Bahamut is revered in the empire as dragons are considered holy creatures by the Gregorian church Bahamut is a flying icon who f- fights by protecting devastating energy beams from his mouth and wings. He is the large icon, though not as large as Titan. Yeah, Titan's the largest icon in 16. I would say Bahamut's a cl- like second. I mean, it doesn't really matter because you go out and... Spo- <laughs> Can we say slight spoilers for this? I mean, it doesn't... I mean, at this point, why not? Because yeah, yes, we can, yeah at this point, we can. You literally go into space to fight him. It's so ridiculous. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty fun. It's a fun fight. Okay, shoot. Ah, I- now you <laughs> Darn it. Um, I can't believe you haven't finished it yet. I know. I have I, oh. so much is going on. Um, and now we have not, uh, his etymology. So, Bahamut originated as a Anforius uh, whale in ancient pre-Islamic Arabian, Arabian mythology. Upon Bahamut's back stands a bull of four, with 4,000 eyes, ears, noses, mouths, tongues, and feet called Kujuta. Um, and I apologize if I said that wrong. Uh, compared with the pair of Baham, uh, Behemoth and Leviathan, uh, between each of these distance of 500-year journey, on the back of Kajuta is a mountain of ruby. Atop of the mountain is an angel who carries six hells, earth, and seven heavens on its shoulders. Another version of the Arabic story is that the Bahamut is indeed a dragon and stands on a whale called Lish, uh, Lawash. And in the modern times, the game Dungeons & Dragons is responsible for reimagining Bahamut as the King of Dragons, a benevolent platinum dragon, the opposite of the malevolent Tiamat, the five-headed chromatic queen of dragons. But you do fight Tiamat in like one and two and three, I believe, and one of a couple of them. Yes, that's true too. I completely forgot about that. I mean, the early Final Fantasy games were like super influenced by D&D. Dungeons and Dragons, yeah. That is true. And that's what we have on Bahamut. Bahamut was in uh, Type Zero also. You played yeah. as... Yeah, I didn't add all the side games because he's like in every side game. <laughs> Yeah, literally, you're not doing every single one. Yeah, he's well, I just like, completed that one. That was pretty fresh in my mind, so that's really, uh, yeah. Remember he's that fight in so many like side games. It is ridiculous on what he's in. Um, he's also in some games I never thought he would actually like, be a part of. Like Mario, he's in. He's in. <laughs> yeah, 
He's in World of Final Fantasy too. It's kind of yep. funny seeing him as a little cartoon Pokemon looking thing. <laughs> yep, he's in World of Final Fantasy. He's in like Final Fantasy Warriors. He's in. Um, well, I mean, obviously, we have to say he, he makes an appearance in Strangers of Paradise because obviously, um, he's the whole reason why the Warriors of Light are who they are. And then um, he does. There's actually a lot of other influences that Bahama has made on other games, such as Grand Fu. Grand Blue Fantasy, and uh, they even did a Monster Hunter Four Ultimate. Actually, had a um, design of Bahamut's uh, armor and weapon for female hunters, hmm. which is really cool. And then he's mentioned, you That's know, very in cool all the Kingdom Hearts games because Kingdom Hearts is so close to Final Fantasy. So, yeah. yep. And then he's also appears in other Square Enix games, such as like you know, Bravely Default and Bravely Second. But he looks different, not like his Final Fantasy version. But yeah, Bahamas and a lot of stuff. <laughs> so he's he's your favorite, correct, Ben? Yeah, Bahamas like my favorite because I mean I I'm. I love dragons. I will always have been infatuated with dragons. It's just they're epic and awesome. And seeing Bahamut as younger me seeing Bahamut in Final Fantasy is like this is yeah. sick. This is awesome. How do I play this? Right. So, yeah. Anything else to add with Bahamut? Anyone? Open last minute thoughts. No, pretty. I'm kind of worn <laughs> out on summons at this point. We've talked about so many. I'm pretty happy to move on to something else. Yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah, we will be moving on to season three, um, which I'm pretty sure will probably go into the job classes. No, Trey's excited. <laughs> so excited. <laughs> <laughs> so we get to do jobs, which is going to be fun. So, um, but before we leave, uh, Sharp, is there anything you want to shout out or plug in or sh- tell people where people can find you? Um, not really. I don't. I mean, I stream once in a while, but not too much. Too busy for that. Um, no, I just enjoy watching and listening to you guys, and I really do enjoy making those pictures of all the summons or whatever you guys need all that like i do custom t-shirts and custom stuff so i do all that design and stuff all the time anyway so that's awesome well thank you for joining us on this week's episode and everyone thank you for listening to the final fantasy lore cast and may the crystals guide you thank you for listening to the final fantasy lore cast you can find us on the robots radio discord at robotsradio.net You can find us on Twitter at FFLoreCast, and you can email us at FFLoreCast at gmail.com.